We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the DFS MLB Podcast Friday edition for tonight's MLB schedule. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We are coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday night's games. John, any observations you'd like to share before we get going, my friend? Well, I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, bring up some of last weekend's uh, highlights, especially that that Friday podcast, a little back and forth about the O's and the Blue Jays. Obviously, the better team came out on top. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, oh, man, your Michael Saunders pick, I mean, I even had to just, I, I had to put him into my lineup, and it won me money. I mean, that was the best offensive performance, I think, pro- maybe this season on FanDuel. I mean, th- did you feel as strongly about that Saunders play as, as what it turned out to be? I didn't expect a three-homer night and 73 points, which is probably a season high, as you suggested. But I just cited the numbers that pointed in, pointed out that he should have a good night in that matchup against a lefty. And you know how the Jays mash lefties. They get another one tonight. We'll see how that goes. I have my thoughts about that uh, a little later. But uh, Saunders is a guy who's kind of flown under the radar here in Toronto and maybe around the majors just because he's not the signature guy in this lineup by any means. But... He's been the steadiest bat in the lineup, and uh, that that matchup just screamed, uh, put me in, 
and he was at a pretty good price too, if I recall, something in the mid three thousand. So great value play, and uh, we both capitalized. But you nudged me out of the winner's circle there with that pick and the rest of your lineup. So I just I bone barely to pick though. <laughs> I think I think I, I stayed in the in the money by about two points total or something. And so I, it was, I missed. By I was one. sweating it out. <laughs> I missed by one, so I watched till the late games, and I I threw my my books across the room when I, when I lost out at the end of the night. I'm a sore loser here, and I like to be back in the winner's circle. Let's, let's see if we can get both of us back in there tonight, but a real credible performance by both, and I congratulate you for getting in the dough there again last week, John. Good move. Appreciate that. So uh, let's get on with the, the pitching matchups. A quick review of tonight's starters, and John, I'll uh, cede the floor to you. Okay, we're going we're gonna to start it off in Pittsburgh. We're going to have uh, the Dodgers throwing Nick Tepish, making his first start of the season. Uh, in Pittsburgh, going against Jamison Tyon and the Pirates, that's a 7.05 start. Following that up, uh, we're going to have Tampa Bay's Matt Moore on the hill, going to Baltimore and Camden Yards to face Giovanni Gallardo, uh, making a second start off the DL, that's a 7.05 start. Uh, following that up, we're going to have Minnesota with Tommy Malone going. Uh, up at Yankee Stadium against Masahiro Tanaka and the Yankees, that's a 7.05 start. Then down to Miami, we're going to have the Cubs with Kyle Hendricks taking the mound against Miami and Tom Kohler. That's a 7-10 start. And then rounding us out for that little uh, time frame, we're going to have Cleveland with Danny Salazar and his 8-3 record with a 2-2-3 ERA. Very impressive. Going against Detroit with Jordan Zimmerman on the mound. That, uh, that's a 7-10 start. That might be one of the best pitching matchups on the night. Zimmerman 9-3 oh, yeah. with a 3-2-4. Uh, following those games, San Diego and Colin Rhea, 3-3-3 three, three three with a 5-0-2 ERA against Cincinnati. Cody Reed with no record and a 5-1-4 ERA. That's probably one of the worst matchups on the night. Uh, two bad <laughs> pitchers by my, my uh, estimation. 7-10 start. Then the Mets with Steve Matz at uh, Atlanta. A matchup of the same two teams that fought uh, last week, and I was ticked when Matt Harvey blew it against these guys. So I have something to say about this matchup a little later as well. Aaron Blair going for the Braves. Boston throws uh, David Price against the Rangers with Nick Martinez at five uh, at 8:05, and uh, Washington Max Scherzer eight and four with a 3.29 ERA at Milwaukee Zach Davies five and three 3.62 ERA at 8:10, and then Toronto with Aaron Sanchez the one of the Friday night uh, lights that I always lean on and I will this week again with a seven and one ERA. A mark and a 3.35 ERA against the White Sox and Carlos Rodon, a lefty, two and six with a 4.16 ERA. That's going to go up tonight, and an 8.10 start, John. All righty, and then moving on, we're going to have a, a rematch of the ALDS last year. The Houston Astros going up to Kansas City to face uh, with Dallas Keuchel on the mound, going against uh, Edison Volquez and the Royals. That's an 8.15 start. We're going to have following that up. Uh, we're going to have Arizona with Archie Bradley, 3-3 three and three with a 4-8-3 ERA, going to Colorado in Coors Field to face Tyler Anderson. That, that's an 8-40 start. Then we're going to have Oakland's Eric Surkamp taking his 0-5 record uh, down to Anaheim to face Jared Weaver and the Angels' 10-05 start there. Then we're going to have St. Louis and Carlos Martinez uh, I'd set with a 7-5 and five mark with a 3-1-7 ERA going to Seattle to face uh, the recently acquired Wade LeBlanc, very much a spot starter in this area. That's out at Safeco Field, 10-10 start there. And then wrapping us up for the night, we're going to have Philadelphia's uh, Zach Eflin on the hill taking an 0-2 record with a 10.8 ERA. 
going against San Francisco and Jake Peavy. That's another kind of rough pitching matchup. I wonder, you know, how that'll all shake out because because Peavy's been all right of late, but he started out this season uh, pretty much as a bankable guy to stack against. That's a 10-15 start. Interested to see how that one shakes out. All right, John, let's get into this beginning with our starting pitchers. Uh, Tell us who you like, and I'll counter with my pick, and then we'll roll along. All righty. Well, I know you kind of uh, undersold who I'm picking right here, but uh, I'm going to go with Cody Reed, actually, of the Reds. Uh, You know, I just don't – nothing really stood out to me a ton as far as those top-tier pitching options. So I'm kind of reverse course, go with the cheaper guy, and try to stack my hitters as much as possible – or load up on hitters, not not necessarily go with stacks. But so Cody Reed, he's at sixty five hundred. That's a lot of of coin uh, for your hitter to spend on your hitters. And I really like this matchup because Reed will be making his first start at home. This is the first time the Padres are seeing them. I thought Reed was actually pretty impressive in his debut last weekend down in Houston. Struck out nine batters down in Houston in seven innings. And you know, if not for two mistakes uh, that ended up being two two run home runs. He really would have had a, a more buzz coming into tonight, in my opinion. So really only two mistakes. He got burned for him. That'll happen with the young pitcher. But in this case, he's going against the Padres, you know, a team that I think you and I have, and pretty much any DFS host, has picked on a bit this year when picking their pitchers. So I like the, I like the win probability here. The Padres are pretty miserable on the road in general, and the Reds are actually kind of respectable at home. They're almost 500, whereas the Padres are 13 and 21 on the road. So I'm gonna go with Cody Reed here. I think you know, like I said, gives you the gives you the lineup flexibility, and he actually gives you some strikeout upside as well. In turn, it, not not to mention the win probability as well. So I'm gonna go with Cody Reed here, 6500. All right. Well, I'm going to pick Aaron Sanchez. I've gone with him a couple of times in this uh, slot on podcast, and he's rewarded me with some big points. He gets the nod on the basis of that consistency as a starting pitcher this year. John is first foray in that role, as you know, on a full-time basis. He has twirled five quality efforts in his last six starts, averaging almost eight strikeouts each time out, and has lost only once all year. Much of that was before the Jays' offense got rolling. Tonight, he faces a White Sox lineup that ranks in the bottom third of the ML in uh, terms of runs scored, and I think Sanchez could run up a big game score here as well. It's just uh, this guy's been uh, the model of consistency in Toronto's lineup along with Estrada. The rest of the starting rotation is starting to falter a little bit, and I wonder about when and if they they take uh, Sanchez out of this rotation. That'll be food for thought in subsequent weeks, but tonight I think he's well worth the $9,100. He's about seventh on the board in starting pitchers. And uh, he's right up there in terms of the game by game value with all the guys that are priced above him. So I'm pretty comfortable with that pick, despite spending a little more than you did. And uh, we'll remind our listeners, John, that the MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. So go to FanDuel.com, where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entries just start as low as $1, and anyone can play. John, we talked about a lot of things in this uh, promo slot uh, over the last few weeks, but it occurs to me that there's a chance for some lineup stacks tonight, and I wonder what uh, tips your hand in that regard uh, from time to time. What what do you look for when you look for a lineup stack opportunity? Well, the, there are several factors. Um, you know, there, it's obviously a, a strategy that when it works, it works in a big way. I think you notice if you looked at the leaderboard, like even in our Rotowire contest last week, a lot of guys went with the Arizona stack, and it worked 
in their favor big time that, you know, out in, I believe it was Philadelphia, you know, you had like Goldschmidt, uh, Peter O'Brien, those type of guys going yard. So it really paid off. So when I, when I go for a stack, I want to target guys that are hitting, hitting close to each other in the order. Um, maybe have like a complementary skill set, you know, like pick a, pick a speedy guy, uh, to get on base and then, uh, you know, more of a power hitter, maybe a batter or two behind him because you like his chances of bringing him around. Uh, You definitely want to make sure that you're going against a pitcher that you can see some quantifiable flaws in. There are plenty of those pitchers on the slate tonight. Um, And I also just kind of like to – I don't want to spend a ton. I like cheaper stacks in in general because that allows you to to chain them together uh, more easily. It's a lot harder to go with like a a Goldschmidt, uh, Wellington Castillo – uh, expensive stack usually, especially on a night tonight like in Coors Field, where the prices are very much adjusted uh, to make you pay through the nose to get those uh, pit, get those hitters. I mean, what are your thoughts on stacks well, in general? I, I look for them from time to time, and it's based on more of the lefty righty thing and, and the history of, of the players against a certain pitcher. And sometimes some pitchers just don't fare well against a certain lineup, and you got to, to your point, find a way to fit these guys in if you can. Like. It's awful, it was awfully hard to look at the Jays lineup against Baltimore, for instance, last week when we had right. that favorable matchup, and Wright was just ripe for the picking, and uh, and I <laughs> called that 10 spot, uh, if you'll recall, so i got to get a shot in about the Toronto-Baltimore thing again. But, uh, <laughs> that John, was a master. <laughs> John, why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit more about FanDuel and the great work that uh, they've able to, been able to do in partnership with Rotowire? I'm loving it. I mean, FanDuel, in partnership with Rotowire, has created the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating with the final on July 10th. That's coming up. We only got a few more weeks of this. Uh, Rich rewards 15,000 in free prizes, including 2,000 to first place. And uh, we invite you to join over 1 million other users who have already gone ahead and won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day at at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users where they get a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my, ro- my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Bucks. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD, FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. All right, John, let's go to our position-by-position picks. Who do you like at the catcher spot? Starting us off, I'm going to go with Jonathan Lucroy of the Brewers at 2,500. Uh, I understand that he's going against Max Scherzer, who, you know, as we know, can be one of the more dominant pitchers in all of baseball when he's got, it, when he's got his stuff working. But to discount Lucroy to the point where he's priced below uh, catchers that can't even hit their own body weight like Tony Walters or, or Jan Gomes, I think that's just absolutely absurd. And Lucroy actually has kind of reverse splits. He, as a right-handed hitter, he, he hits 100 points better against righties than he does against lefties, oddly enough. Uh, and he's actually just uh, crushing it at home. He's got a 322 batting average with a 972 OPS and seven home runs at Miller Park. Obviously, if, if we know that there's one flaw to Scherzer's game, it's that he can give up that, that fly ball, uh, give up the home run. So I like Lucroy a lot. I mean, 2500 You're, I mean, how are you going to justify paying $100 more to get Tony Walters, even though he is in Coors Field or, or whatever? I mean, Lucroy is a bankable 
it should be 3,000 plus every single day. Uh, so to get him at 2,500, I think that's a no-brainer for me. I think that is, uh, as you say, a no-brainer. I'm going to counter with going with your guy, Matt Weeders of the Orioles, at 3,200 bucks. As my co-host knows, friends, Weeders has enjoyed a nice comeback season after a couple of injury-marred campaigns. I like him tonight against Tampa's Matt Moore because Moore has been very prone to the long ball, surrendering an astonishing 15 homers in only 82 and two-thirds innings pitched. That's bad news when you're facing a Baltimore lineup that l- likes to go yard a lot and... Uh, and Weeders, for his part, has already gone with seven round-trippers so far this season. In addition, Weeders has a nice 8-for-20 sample history in this matchup that includes two homers, and we note that tonight's game is in the friendly confines of Camden Yards, and this looks like a nice value play to me too, John. Uh, what about your first base pick? I'm going to go with Justin Bohr here at 3,200. I was on the Bohr train big time earlier in the season. The Bohr train went off the rails a little bit in May. He was, you know, kind of hitting under under where he should be, but now he's really just uh, picked it up in a big way this month. He's, he's slashed uh, 326, 404, 565 in the month of May with three home runs. Uh, so he may not be putting up the gaudy power numbers that you kind of expect from your first base option, but he's definitely putting the ball in play and definitely getting on base. And I like this matchup against uh, Kyle Hendricks as well. Uh, so Bohr's a left-handed hitter, obviously, and Hendricks is sort of a soft-tossing righty, topping out uh, very low 90s, and I did some digging into this, and Bohr fares a lot better against finesse pitchers uh, than he does against power pitchers. He is a 316 average with a 962 OPS against uh, what baseball reference refers to as finesse pitchers, whereas he has a 179 average and a 667 OPS against power pitchers. So you like the lefty-righty split here, and then you like the fact that he's going to be getting some pretty soft uh, fastballs. So I like 3,200 for Justin Bohr a lot. I like your insight in the, in the power pitcher versus a soft tosser. That's something that does, does require a little extra analysis, and congrats on going the extra mile there, particularly <laughs> if the guy pays off big for you tonight. I'm going to counter with Freddie Freeman of the Braves for $3,300. This is a bit of a personal revenge pick for me after Matt Harvey and the Mets laid an egg against the Brute. The Braves last Friday and cost me money. I go with Freeman, though, <laughs> seriously, because he has a hot... He is... Uh, high among first basemen in terms of his recent productivity, with 12 hit, hits in his last 28 at-bats, including four extra base knocks. He gets a lefty-on-lefty matchup against Steve Matz, who's, been, who's given up 27 hits over his last 22 and a third innings pitched, and he also has three hits and 10 trips against the Matz starter. So I'm not going to shy away from, from this matchup just because it's lefty-on-lefty. I go with the hot stick, particularly when it's a hot power bat. Easy for me to stick him in at 3300 bucks, John. Your second Definitely. base choice. I'm going to go with DJ LeMayhew of Colorado at 3,700. Now, any, like we kind of mentioned earlier, any time that Colorado and Arizona are playing each other at Coors, you got to get a piece of the action. And obviously, FanDuel is smart to adjust the prices accordingly, so you kind of have to pay uh, through the nose for, for the top-tier guys like Goldschmidt tonight or Jake Lamb, both of those guys near the 5,000 threshold. But for 3,700, uh, LeMayhew is a totally has a totally palatable price tag tonight. Uh, he hits second in the order in a really, I'm not the first one to say this, one of the best lineups in all of baseball. So he, he's going second. Uh, he hits righties better than he does lefties, and he's facing a righty. Uh, he's, got a, he's hitting 333 with an 865 OPS uh, at home as well. Uh, so I really like his odds here going against Archie Bradley. I like Archie Bradley in general. I think he will turn out to be a good pitcher, but 
you know, tonight at Coors, I think there's a lot of factors going against him. I think LeMahieu is definitely a guy that's going to be a threat for extra base hits, uh, get some runs across. I uh, definitely like him at 3700 Well, and I'm going to save a few bucks with my pick at the Keystone position with Logan Forsythe of the Rays at 2800 bucks. He's the cheapest guy in my lineup today, John. Forsythe gets the sh- slot because he has 11 hits in his last nine games, which include four multi-hit efforts. That's the thing I'm looking for, another multi-hit night. He gets a good chance tonight as he's facing Giovanni Gallardo, who has given up 39 base runners in only 23 innings pitched this season, and he only has 13 strikeouts in five starts. That means he's not been able to pitch his way out of trouble, and that reflects in his 626 ERA so far. Forsythe, for his part, has a career-best 363 OBP heading into tonight's game, so this is a collection of numbers that adds up to a couple of chances with Forsythe getting on base tonight, and that should pad your team stats uh, for the paltry sum of 2800 bucks. Your third base pick, John. I'm going to go with Jung O Gung of the Pirates at 3,000. Uh, 3K just kind of feels like a steal for a guy like Jung O Gung that that really has that underrated pop potential, uh, and he's a, in a bit of a slump. I think that that explains why his price is down to like the you know the very reasonable $3,000 mark. Uh, and he's going to be going against a guy in Nick Tepish that we haven't seen pitch in the majors since 2014. I, I believe when he was on the Rangers. So it's been it's been quite some time. He's going to be uh, starting on the road at PNC Park against the Pirates. Uh, Jung Ho Gung's probably going to be hitting uh, middle third of the of the order. I definitely just like his chances uh, of being able to to capitalize on on this matchup a lot tonight. So I'm going to go with Jung Ho three thousand. It's a it's a high floor medium ceiling type of pick but uh, you know I feel like you, you're going to need to take some sort of uh, security uh, if you're going to be paying up for for like more boomer bust type guys uh, at other positions you know I don't know if you're like me but I have some favorites in fantasy and Adrian Beltre happens to be one of them and tonight I like yeah. him for 3500 bucks he in my mind's eye is just the kind of pitcher who gives David Price fits that's namely a patient veteran right-handed power hitter when I look at their history, this is borne out in 10, a 10 for 33 sample that includes extra base hits for Beltre facing Price. Throw in the Texas band box as tonight's back, backdrop, and we may all be reminded of my preseason comment that Price is not well suited for his home park in Fenway, but also the band box in, in Texas as well, a fact that is evident in noting that he has an inflated 424 ERA, his worst mark in his last seven years, although it's been coming down in recent starts. I just like this matchup for Beltre. He's going to wait on, on uh, Price. He knows what Price throws, and the, the fact of the matter is most of his efforts to date have come ag- in compiling that sample have come against a better version of David Price than the one that we've seen on the whole season. So uh, That's that a very good point. makes me feel better about this pick uh, the more I think about it, John. Uh, your shortstop choice. I'm going to go with Trevor Story of the of the Rockies, 3300, the other middle infielder for the Rockies here. And you know, like I mentioned before, you really got to get a piece of this of this Coors Field game uh, tonight. And Story is a guy that the price really isn't uh, gouged up for you here. It's only 3300, which I think you know. I, I can't tell if if that's a steal for him or if that's just what he should be priced at. Because I mean, earlier in the year, you when he was crushing five home runs a week you had to go 4000 plus to, to get Story in your lineup. But now it's normalized a little bit, 3300 at home. I really like that, plus the matchup going against Archie Bradley, uh, who's kind of been uh, very inconsistent uh, throughout this season. 
So, I mean, limited sample size here, also going against Bradley, but he is two for three against him uh, with a couple of doubles. And he's going to be hitting in the middle of the lineup with some guys that I, with, that I imagine are going to be getting on base in front of him with a good bit of regularity. So he's going to have a lot of RBI opportunity here tonight. I'm going to go with Story, 3,300. I'm going to counter with Didi Gregorius of the Yankees at 2,900. He's the second pick of mine under the 3,000 mark. Gregorius gets the nod tonight because he's not getting proper credit, A, for his current 11 hits in his last 27 at-bats. That's at this price, and which include four multi-hit games, John, and B, that he has a career-best 286 batting average on the season. Those numbers tell me he should be priced a little bit higher. He faces Twins lefty Tommy Malone, who's not pitched since May the 3rd and has pitched to an unsightly 579 ERA on the season before that with five homers among 13, 33 base runners and only 23 and a third innings pitched. Gregorius in a veteran lineup, lie in wait for this game against a shaky pitcher, in my opinion. They could run up a big score, and uh, Gregorius could be in the middle of it. Your three outfield picks, John. I'm going to go the expensive route to start out with. I'm going to go with Jay Bruce at home, going against Colin Ray. He's going to have the, the, not only the advantage of being in Great American Ballpark, where he has 10 home runs on the season, uh, but he also is really just smashing right-handed pitching. He's got 13 home run, 13 of his 16 home runs have come against righties. Uh, he's got 40 RBI off of off of uh, right-handed pitching, and his slugging percentage is 5.98. That's astronomically high. So I really like his chances tonight of, of being able to go off. And uh, I think the Reds actually, you know, we talked about stacks earlier. They might be a sneaky uh, stack because I mean. There's going to be a lot of people with a lot of action in this Coors game. And I think the, the Reds have that offense that can really kind of go off a little bit. So they might be a team to think about if you're, if you're stacking hitters tonight going against Colin Ray at home. Uh, my next one is going to be Peter O'Brien, 3,100. Uh, O'Brien going against Tyler Anderson uh, and the Rockies. He's, he's generally in the mid-2000s, gets the Coors bump, price adjustment here. Um, but I still feel like 3100 is definitely uh, a gamble, a risk I'm worth, uh, risk that is worth taking here. Uh, he's definitely has, has that pop upside that we like. He has four home runs in his last, I think, ten games, uh, and he he draws the uh, lefty righty matchup. So you like that a lot, especially in Coors Field. So 3100, you, you're going to need to double check that he's in the lineup, but I, I imagine he will with the platoon advantage. Uh, and th- at that price, 3100 you're really not paying a ton for a guy that, that has that potential to get a yard. And then uh, my third outfielder is going to be Justin Upton, uh, 3000 I don't love the matchup, but I think Upton's one of those guys that when he, when he is clicking, it doesn't really matter who, who he's facing. So, like, you know, we haven't seen the great Justin Upton of old this year too much, but I, I think we've seen glimpses especially over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he has four home runs this week, 15 RBI in the last two weeks. He's still only 3,000. So that's, I mean, that's a price range that you can definitely take advantage of now before he gets, you know, up into the mid to, three, mid to high 3,000s, especially if he keeps clicking at this rate. So my outfield picks, again, Bruce O'Brien and Justin Upton. 
I like those guys, but I'm going to go with the names that are a little more familiar to me in the American League, uh, particularly. And they're all three of uh, my favorite players, I'll say, in all of baseball. I'll, I'll start off with Lorenzo Cain of the Royals at 3100 bucks. Cain seems to have snapped out of a slump in the first half of June as he has counted three multi-hit games over the past week, John. That slump has taken his FanDuel price down to the $3,100 mark, below what we've seen from him for most of the season. I'm expecting to capitalize here, particularly when I see that he gets a favorable matchup against in the righty-lefty thing against Dallas Keuchel, who's pitched to an ugly 5.32 ERA in his 15 starts this year. Kane has tagged a much better version of Keuchel, just like the Beltre-Price thing that I noted earlier. In this matchup, it's five hits, three of them for extra bases in their 13 head-to-head -head battles. I'll follow that up by giving another nod to your Orioles and my favorite Oriole. I talked about him last week, and I'll talk about him again today, is Adam Jones. <laughs> I'm taking him because, uh, once again... Uh, because Jones has continued to improve his batting average with steady performance, 10 hitting in 10 of his last 11 games, and five multi-hit efforts along the way with four homers and 11 RBIs. That's more like the productivity that I've come to expect from him over the last several years. And the case for his inclusion only gets stronger when I add in his 11 for 27 history against Matt, Matt Moore, who has that propensity to give up the home run that I highlighted earlier. And finally, I'm going to close out with Kevin Pillar. I started with a Blue Jay, and I'm going to end with a Blue Jay. He costs 3200 bucks and uh john this is not necessarily a homer just a homer pick by me though so you you can challenge that if you wish but i justify <laughs> it as i do with all my other choices pilar is in here because he's been on a 21 for 60 tear over his last 15 games which has also seen him notch five homers easily the best power surge of his four years in the bigs he and the Jays mash lefties, and tonight they get Carlos Rodon taking them on for the White Sox with his 416 ERA and a 149 whip. John, remember, I called for the Jays to roll up for at least 10 runs against your lefty started Mike Wright last week, and we know how that ended up, a 13-3 route. Yep. I look for a similar score tonight with Pilar facing, factoring in big time. So I uh, feel pretty good about tonight's Friday Night Lights uh, light show with the Jays uh, factoring, and maybe even a stack opportunity if you want there. Uh, yep. Your play of the day, John. Before I get into the play of the day, I will say this for, for both of our propensities to be a little bit of homers. If we were, if, if we were say, fans of, and I don't mean to be mean to these fan bases, but if we were like Twins fans or Phillies fans or, or Rays fans and we're, and we're rolling out like, oh, yeah, you got to play all of our guys every week, I think it'd be a little bit more disturbing to our listeners. But, I mean, like both of our teams have very viable fantasy uh, type of lineups. Our, our pitching, both of our rotations could probably use some serious help, but hit, hitter-wise, the Orioles and the Jays, they both can match, so I don't really see a problem with suggesting our guys in that regard. But moving on to my pick of the day, I'm going to go with Justin Bohr. I did pick Justin Bohr, I believe, in our first podcast that you and I recorded uh, this year as my pick of the day, and he ended up going for 30 points. And then I think that is shortly after that is when he hit that slump. So I'm hoping that I can give him the good juju again, have him have a big night. Uh, I hope he doesn't go into a slump hereafter. But, you know, like I said, going against a soft-tossing pitcher in Kyle Hendricks, he's got the lefty-righty matchup advantage. Uh, he's at home, middle of the order, and the, the Marlins are actually kind of under the radar clicking a little bit right now. So I'm going to go with 
Uh, Justin Bohr at 3,200 against Hendricks is my pick of the day. And I'm going to show some love for Didi Gregorius at 2,900 bucks. I tend to look for value plays when I look at the play of the day. It's easy to say, oh, $4,500 player is my play of the sure. day. But, but uh, this time I'm going to go with Gregorius. I think he doesn't get enough love because he's playing still with the shadow of Derek Jeter in his background. But True. he's done a fine job batting the, to a 286 clip, and he's been on fire in the last little while. And I think the Yankees lineup is poised to roll up a big score against a pitcher who has uh, sh been shaky at best and injured at worst uh, through much of this uh, 2016 season. So that, that adds up for some big crooked numbers for me for, for, for Gregorius and the Yankees. And I feel pretty comfortable spending 2900 bucks and uh, watching that pay off tonight. Hopefully I'm in the winner's circle with you tonight, uh, John. Let's, let's wish each other luck. Um, Doing good. And, and we'll see how it turns out. But another, another week in the books for us. So there you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply